Now let's turn to our Old Testament passage together. We're back in the book of Numbers, and we're going to go through Numbers chapter 32, verse 1, all the way to chapter 33, verse 56. And we've got a lot of names that we're going to be going through and places that we're going to be going through today. Take note, some of those names are going to sound very familiar. One of the nice things about going through all of the different tribes or the genealogies or all the different places is it lets you be able to place and connect things that you read later on in Scripture, or it helps you understand something you read before in scripture. So keep that in mind as we go through these places and names and such when we do our devotional reading. Let's begin with verse 1. Now the people of Reuben and the people of Gad had a very great number of livestock, and they saw the land of Jazer and the land of Gilead, and behold, the place was a place for livestock. So the people of Gad and the people of Reuben came and said to Moses and to Eleazar and the priest to the chief of the congregation, Ataroth, Dibon, Jazer, Nimrah, Heshbon, Eliash, Sebam, Nebu, and beyond. The land that the Lord struck down before the congregation of Israel is a land for livestock, and your servants have livestock. And they said, If we have found favor in your sight, let this land be given to your servants for a possession. Do not take us across the Jordan. But Moses said to the people of Gad and to the people of Reuben, Shall your brothers go to war while you sit here? Why will you discourage the heart of the people of Israel from going over the land that the Lord has given to them? Your fathers did this when I sent them from Kadesh Barina to see the land. For when they went up of the valley of Eshkol and saw the land, they discouraged the heart of the people of Israel from going into the land that the Lord had given them. And the Lord's anger was kindled on that day, and he swore, saying, Surely none of the men who came up out of Egypt from twenty years old and up shall see the land that I swore to give Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, because they are not wholly following me. None except Caleb, the son of Japuna, the Kezite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. And the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness for forty years, until all the degeneration that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was gone. And behold, you have risen in your father's place, a brood of sinful men, to increase still more the fierce anger of the Lord of Israel. Hey, guys! Haven't we dealt with this before? Didn't we deal with this 40 years ago? And now here we are again talking about it. Haven't you learned from the mistakes of your fathers? For if your turn away from following him, he will again abandon them into the wilderness and you will destroy all the people. Then they came near to him and said, We will build sheepfolds here for our livestock and cities for our little ones. But we will take up arms ready to go before the people of Israel until we have brought them to their place. And our little ones shall live in fortified cities because of the inhabitants of the land. We shall not return to our homes until each of the people of Israel has gained his inheritance. So they're saying, okay, this is now going to be our response. For we will not inherit with them any other city on the side of the Jordan and beyond, because our inheritance has come to us on this side of the Jordan to the east. So Moses has said to them, If you do this, if you take up arms and go before the Lord for the war, and every man of you will pass over the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven out the enemies from before him, and the land is subdued, 
before the Lord, then after you shall return and be free of obligation to the Lord and to Israel, and this land shall be your possession before the Lord. But if you do not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. So in other words, okay, this can be in the future your land, as long as you fulfill all of the things that you are supposed to do as the people of Israel. As long as we make sure that God's children are taken care of, then you can come back and this can be yours. But you don't get the reward before you do the hard work. Build cities for your little ones and folds for your sheep and do what you have promised. And the people of Gad and the people of Reuben said to Moses, Your servants will do as my Lord commands. Our little ones, our wives, our livestock, and all of our cattle shall remain there in the cities of Gilead. But your servants will pass over every man who is armed for war before the Lord to battle, as my Lord orders. So Moses gave command concerning them to Eleazar the priest and to Joshua the son of Nun and to the head of the father's house and the tribes of the people of Israel. And Moses said to them, If the people of Gad and the people of Reuben, every man who is armed to battle before the Lord, will pass with you over the Jordan, and the land shall be subdued before you, then you shall give them the land of Gilead for a possession. However, if they do not pass over you with armed, they shall have possession among in the land of Canaan. And the people of Gad and the people of Reuben answered, What the Lord has said to your servants, we will do. We will pass over the arm before the Lord into the land of Canaan, and the possession of our inheritance shall remain with us beyond the Jordan. And Moses gave to them, to the people of Gad, and to the people of Reuben, and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sihon, the king of the Amorites, and the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, the land and its cities there in the territories, and the cities in the land throughout the country. And the people of Gad built Dibon, Adarath, Eor, Atorshofan, Jazer, Jogbeha, Betnimra, Betharan, fortified cities and folds for the sheep. And all the people of Reuben built Heshbon, Eliah, Kirathiam, Nebu, Baal Meron, their names were changed, and Simba. And they gave other names to the cities that they had built. And the sons of Machir, the son of Manasseh, went to Gilead and captured it, and disposed the Amorites who were in it. And Moses gave Gilead to Machir, the son of Manasseh, and he settled in it. And Jair, the son of Manasseh, went and captured their villages, and called them Havoth Jair. And Nobah went and captured Kenneth and its villages and called it Nobath after his own name. Chapter 33 There are stages of the people of Israel when they went out of the land of Egypt by their companies under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. Moses wrote down their starting places stage by stage by command of the Lord, as these are their stages according to their starting places. They set out from Ramses in the first month on the fifth day of the first month, and on the day of Passover, the people of Israel went out triumphantly in the sight of all Egyptians. While the Egyptians were burying their firstborn, whom the Lord had struck down among them, on their gods also the Lord executed judgments. 
So the people of Israel set forth from Ramses and camped out at Sukkoth. And they set out from Sukkoth and camped out at Etham, which is on the edge of the wilderness. And they set out from Etham and turned back to Piharioth, which is east of Balzephon, and they camped before Migdal. And they set out before Harioth and passed through the midst of the sea into the wilderness, and they were a three days' journey in the wilderness of Etham and camped at Mara. As they set out from Mara and came to Elim, at Elim there were twelve springs of water and seventy palm trees, and they camped there. And they set out from Elim and camped by the Red Sea, as they set out from the Red Sea and camped in the wilderness of Sin. And they set out from the wilderness of Sin and camped at Dofka. And they set out from Dofka and camped at Alush, as they set out from Alush and camped at Rephidim, where there was no water for the people to drink. As they set out from Rephidim and camped in the wilderness of Sinai, and they set out from the wilderness of Sinai and camped at Kibroth Hatava, and they set out from Kibroth Hatava and camped at Hazaroth, and they set out from Hazaroth and camped at Rithma. And they set out from Rithma and camped at Rimon Perez. And they set out from Rimon Perez and camped at Libna. And they set out from Libna and camped at Risa. And they camped, set out from Risa and camped at Kalihayath. As they set out from Kalihayath and camped at Mount Shefer. As they set out from Mount Shefer, they camped at Harada. As they set out from Harada and camped at Malhith. As they set out from Malchith, they camped at Talath. As they set out from Talath, they camped at Terah. As they set out from Terah, they camped at Mithka. Are some of these names sounding familiar to you? Me too. And some of these you're going to see again in Scripture, and maybe when you come with us to Israel. As they set out from Mithka, and they camped at Hashmona. As they set out from Hashmona, they camped at Mazaroth. As they set out from Mazora, they camped at Benjakan. As they set out from Benjakan and camped at Hor Hagidad. As they set out from Hor Hagidad, they camped at Jotbaha. As they set out from Jotbaha, they camped at Abrona. As they set out from Abrona, they camped at Ezion Geber. As they sent out from Ezion Geber and camped in the wilderness of Zin, that is Kadesh, and they set out from Kadesh and camped at Mount Hor on the edge of the land of Edom. And Aaron the priest went up to Mount Hor and at the command of the Lord and died there. In the fortieth year of the people of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt and on the first day of the fifth month. And Aaron was a hundred and twenty-three years old when he died at Mount Hor. And the Canaanite of the king of Arad, who lived in the Negev in the land of Canaan, heard of the coming of the people of Israel. And they sent out from Mount Hor and camped at Zalmona. And as they set out from Zalmona, they camped at Punon. As they set from Punon, they camped out at Oboth. As they set out from Oboth and camped at Eabarium, the territory of the Moab. As they set out from Eam and camped at Dibon Gad. And they set out from Dibon Gad and camped at Almon Dip Galium. As they set out from Amon Dip Galium and camped at the mountains of Abarim before the Nebo. 
As I set out from the mountains of Abarim and camped in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, they camped by the Jordan from Beth Jemioth as far as Abel Shittim in the plains of Moab. And the Lord spoke to Moses on the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you pass over the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall drive out the inhabitants of the land before you and destroy all their figured stones, destroy all their metal images, and demolish all their high places, all the false gods that they made. Don't keep it. Don't save it for later. Go destroy it. And you shall take possession of the land and settle in it, for I have given the land to you to possess. You shall inherit the land by lot according to your clans. To a large tribe you shall give a large inheritance, and to a small tribe you shall give a small inheritance. Wherever the lot falls for anyone, that shall be his. According to the tribe of your fathers you shall inherit." But if you do not drive out the inheritance of the land before you, then those whom you let remain shall be as barbs in your eyes and thorns in your sides, and they shall trouble you in the land where you dwell. And I will do to you as I thought to do to them. So God makes it clear. Okay, I'm going to give you this land, but you need to get rid of all these false gods and you need to get rid of all these people. If you let anyone stay, not only is that person not supposed to be there, later on they're going to come and they're going to hurt you. They're going to make issues for you. They're going to attack. They're going to have all these problems. And even more than that, later on, the consequence that was supposed to come on these people, I'm going to put on you for letting them stay. I'm going to put on you for tolerating. God is very clear, COP, in the instructions that he gives us. Why? Because he loves us. He desires to help us. So no matter what the instructions God gives to us, we need to listen as it comes from the word of God. There is a specific reason why God speaks these things to the people of Israel. Let's have our hearts right and listen to the word of God and take things to the word of God, making sure they match the word of God. Let's open up our hearts and worship our Heavenly Father some more.
our New Testament passage today, we're going to be coming to you from Luke chapter 5, verses 17 to 32. On one of those days, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there, who had come to every village of Galilee and Judea from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some of the men were sitting on a bed with a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him and lay him before Jesus. Good friends. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up to the roof and let him down in his bed through the tiles in the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, not the faith of the man, the faith of these amazing friends, he said, man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes of the Pharisees began to question, saying, Who is this? And who speaks these blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Because they weren't in belief of who he really was. When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, Why do you question in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise and walk. But then... That you may know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sin. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And immediately he rose before them, picked up what he had been lying on and went home, glorifying God. And amazement seized them all. And they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, we have seen extraordinary things today. After this, he went out and saw a fellow tax collector named Levi sitting in a tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. After leaving everything, everything, he rose and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his house, and there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at tables with them. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repent. It's very important. Jesus always kept before him his call, what he was supposed to do, what he was supposed to accomplish, who he was supposed to work with. It's important for us to always keep in our heart and our mind, what is it God is calling us to do? What is it God is asking us to do? And let's keep that in the forefront of all the things that we work on. Now, as we come to a close today, we've learned some important things in the Old Testament and our Psalms, our Proverbs, and our New Testament passage. We've seen we need to listen to correction and have our hearts ready for instruction. We can't always go for the reward without putting in the work. And we need to make sure we have our hearts right and keep our eyes focused on things of Jesus in total belief. Let's remember these things as we close and pray together this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come and we thank you that we get to come and be in your presence and worship together. Lord, we pray and ask, help us, Father God, to be able to keep our hearts and our minds focused on you, the most important thing in our life. Lord, help us be ready to listen to correction or heed wisdom, Lord God, that we come across. And Lord, keep our minds focused on the things that you have in store for us, that we can trust you to lead us and guide us wherever you desire for us to go. Lord, as we go today, we pray that your hand be upon 
upon our government officials. Lord, give them wisdom in this situation. We pray for healing for our land. We pray, Lord God, for strength for our doctors and for our nurses, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you give them wisdom. We thank you, Lord God, for favor that shall be upon them, Lord God, and favor upon the government officials as they're making important decisions for our land. Lord, we pray and ask that your hand be upon our home. Let sickness and disease be far, far, far away, Lord God, and that the blessings of a tither shall be upon our household. Lord, we come and we worship you. We give you all glory, all honor, and all praise, for Lord, you are so worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, COP, thank you so much for coming together with me this morning for our morning devotions. I love getting to have some time with you. And I'll be seeing you next Saturday as we come together and read the word and pray and worship again together. Have an amazing weekend, and I look forward to seeing you in God's house. Take care, and God bless.